So welcome everybody to this uh, new podcast um, of the CESEC, the European Society for Shoulder and Elbow Surgery. And our topic today is a trauma topic. And it's about a paper which has the title One or Three Weeks Immobilization Period in Proximal Humerus Fractures Conservatively Treated Prospective Randomized Study. And these authors, they checked for whether it's um, good to do one week immobilization or if it's better to do three weeks immobilization. And today with me is Dr. Gregory Cunningham. He's a consultant in shoulder and elbow surgery and member of the education committee of the SESEC. And uh, he's working in the division of orthopedics and trauma surgery in the Geneva University Hospital in Switzerland. Hi, Gregory. How are you? Hi, Robert. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Yes, and uh, Gregory, what do you think about it? I mean, this is a this is a trauma study. How do you treat your fractures? Do you one, three weeks, six weeks? Well, I think it's a, it's a very interesting topic because it mainly concerns elderly population. We know that they need to be mobile quite quickly. So, when I started my training, it was six weeks for everybody, any kind of fracture, and then we moved down to three weeks. And now with this study, it looks like maybe it could be even less. By you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the I'm I'm the old school guy. Maybe <laughs> we're doing six weeks, and uh, yeah, um, and we think it's good. But uh, when when I'm listening to studies like these, I'm always thinking, well, maybe maybe I should reconsider because I mean, it it sounds plausible, and um, the the methods they used are are pretty well designed it's it's a prospective randomized study so they just randomized for two pairs or two groups and the one group was immobilized uh, for one week and the second group was immobilized for three weeks and um, they had in total 146 almost 150 patients And some were lost to follow up that at the end, this, there was uh, 111 patients. So, so let's say something a little bit about 100, more than 100 patients. Well, they included one part fractures, two part fractures, and even a very small amount of four part fractures. So most of them were two part fractures. One third was one part. A smaller amount was three part fractures, only 17%, and only 1% of those patients had a four part fracture. Well, I think it's applicable to most fractures, and but I think it also depends on the type of patient you treat. If they're demented or whatever, I wonder if they're going to talk about this in the podcast, so about their patient selection, because I think this is crucial. Yes. But we see that the, the complications rate was quite low, With uh, it was five percent with three cases of vascular necrosis. I'm not sure this depends on the length of immobilization, but still, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited to listen to the, this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Only for five percent complications. So, just to uh, give you some uh, details, there were three avascular necrosis, two cases of pseudoarthrosis, and one case of secondary displacement, and. Um, I think this case is what you worry the most about, right? It's secondary displacement. Yes, absolutely. And there was only one in 111 patients. And at the end, when they compared uh, functional differences using constant scores, visual analog scale evaluations, and so on, there was uh, 
no difference. <laughs> no difference. No difference. And so that means the main advantage when you propose maybe surgery to patients, maybe to uh, to ease the recovery, to make it faster, but looks like with a conservative treatment, you can be as fast. So, but uh, there was no difference. So one week was not better than three weeks or the other way around three weeks was, was no better than one week. But still you can say, and that's the conclusion from the authors, they can say, well, you can reduce immobilization to just one week, uh, which is in my from my perspective, as an old school guy who uses uh, the <laughs> immobilization for six weeks, it's quite a big jump. So I'm very excited to listen what the authors do have to tell us. So maybe you may get it down by the two, three weeks, right? <laughs> yes, maybe. Okay. I, I can do it stepwise. Okay, so Gregory, let's jump in and listen. Okay. So uh, welcome everybody to the next session of our uh, SESEC podcast series. And tonight I have two uh, very well decorated members of our uh, society with us. And um, I have uh, Carlos Torrens here. Carlos Torrens is the head of the upper extremity unit at the Hospital del Mar in Barcelona in Spain. And he's the senior author of the study One or Three Weeks Immobilization Period in Proximal Humerus Fractures Conservatively Treated, Prospected Randomized Study. And as a co-author, I have uh, Professor Mehmed Demirhan here. He is from the Koch University in uh, Istanbul in Turkey. And as you all know, he is the president of our society or Uh, past president. He's leaving. He's doing the job together with Emilio Calvo now, who is the next president of our society. And I'm very happy to have you both on here. And let me start. Uh, Carlos, can you give us a short, comprehensive summary on the study you did? Uh, yes. Um, so first of all, thank you for inviting me to be here and to talk uh, about my study. I think that Probably the, the, the thought behind that study was that uh, elderly people need to be independent. Uh, they live uh, by themselves most of the times. So why uh, should we keep them in a three-week weeks period for a conservative treatment? So uh, my thoughts were that probably most of proximal humeral fractures at the time of the fracture just get impacted and then you can leave them just after one week, allowing them to do their work or to help their uh, partner or uh, whatever they want. So we did a randomized study and we collect more than 100 uh, patients. Uh, we followed them for one year. And uh, every time we meet them, we ask for uh, the the pain they were suffering with a visual scale, and we also record the constant score and the, and the simple shoulder test. So uh, at the end, uh, we could see that there were no significant difference at all. So all these patients, uh, we can allow them to use their arm after the first week. So this is really helpful for them because they have a lot to do. Even though they are elderly, they have a lot to do. They have to do care of other people. And um, 
this is the basic of the study. So no difference in complication rate, no difference in functional outcome, no difference in pain um, after one year. So I think that right now we just leave them uh, after one week to do everything they want. Yeah, very interesting. So um, if you uh, look at the two study groups, so, so you did the one-week immobilization and the three-week immobilization group, what means immobilization to you? Is it just a brace and do nothing or do they do passive movements immediately from the period of immobilization? Um, sometimes you can teach them to do some passive uh, uh, react, uh, but I, I think that the concept is that uh, if you are uh, under a sling or under an immobilization uh, thing, uh, you are told that you are not free to use your arm. And, and then is that what you, you, you're doing? So I, I think that we, we wanted to explore if it, it, there was really a need to uh, not use your arm for a three weeks period. Uh, because as I said before, I think that even they are elderly patients, they need to use their arm. Yeah, absolutely. Mehmet, in Turkey, how long do you do immobilization? Do you use also three weeks or six weeks or one week? Uh, we use actually uh, not longer than three weeks if we decided any conservative treatment on the proximal humerus fractures. And uh, it's uh, just on a sling. We don't use any valpo bandage or that is just on a historically, uh, uh, and we don't fix it uh, in this way. If it's conservative, and it's also very important, I always check the, all my patients in the after one week uh, and uh, just a look uh, carefully with uh, rotations, how is the situation in the proximal humerus? And then if there's really less pain in the one or one and a half weeks, then we allowed the, our patients more use, but definitely elbow movement and it's very essential. We allowed our patients to do over the top uh, or the table activities and is eating with the uh, same side. And uh, if there's a really painless or less pain, then we stop the sling. But nevertheless, no longer than three weeks. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, Carlos, you, you have in your study 1% uh, of secondary displacement. So one patient from 100 is more or less one percent in the one week group what would be uh, would there be another downside in the one week group mm, no i don't think so i, I don't even uh, really know if uh, it it was a, a displacement a secondary displacement or not because uh, you know uh, in these fractures depending on how the beam of the X-ray is placed, it look, they look different from uh, one week to another. So maybe it was just a different interpretation of, of the X-ray. And maybe it was just the complaining of the patient of, of pain or something like that. And, and then you look carefully to the X-ray and then decide to do a surgery. So because uh, if you have note, uh, um, it's not that they were all um, 
uh, one par fractures. We also included two par, three par, and, and some four par fractures. Uh, because it's, it's, uh, my thought is that anytime you decide a conservative treatment, you can do that. Was, it, was there any difference in fracture distribution among these two groups? Uh, no, no. Being randomized, uh, that uh, guarantees you uh, equal distribution. So uh, there were any different according to gender, age, uh, fracture pattern or whatever else. Uh, maybe when I, uh, can I ask Robert to Carlos any question about this, this fracture type? So what is the reason uh, to stay conservative in, especially in some uh, younger age group in type 3 or type 4? Uh, is there any specific indication uh, or uh, for this two types uh, to stay conservative side on the conservative side? Is this more or less on the patient dependent uh, process or do you uh, have any other uh, criteria for to stay conservatively? Mm, I think that, that probably the decision to do conservative or do surgery depends on many different things and, and there's not uh, any agreement in, in the shoulder community. So, uh, first of all, we look at the X-ray and then we say, well, maybe it would benefit from surgery, uh, this, this fracture pattern. Then we see the patient and maybe the patient is not willing any surgery at all. Uh, and then we see the health state of the patient. He has or, or she has comorbidities or not. So it's, it's like a consensus um, thought on taking into account the fracture pattern, the kind of patient, the need uh, to recover uh, and, and comorbidities and, and, and everything. Yeah, maybe so. in this way, do you, is there any matter for you, uh, the fracture in the three type three fracture, any uh, valgus position or any walrus position? Is there any matter for you? Yeah, uh, I think that in my mind, Balgus position is better tolerated uh, with a conservative treatment. The outcome is better. Even though any time I try to study that, uh, I fail. I found any significant difference between Barus and Balgus. Mm. And we did that. Uh, we did a, 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 a big study on that that we presented in, in the second thing in 2015 or something like that. Uh, so we failed. But... In, in, in your mind is uh, still uh, the thought that the balance fracture uh, does better than the balance fracture, it's true. You have in two cases, pseudoarthrosis. And uh, is there, uh, is this case is more or less intracapsular fractures or is there any, any difference that intracapsular or extracapsular according to, uh, to? Both cases belong to to uh, the fractures of the metaphyseal part. I think that anytime there's comminution there, uh, there's a risk of pseudoarthrosis because otherwise it's really rare to have a pseudoarthrosis in proximal humeral fractures. But sometimes if you have some comminution and uh, the fracture line is in the metaphyseal part, but uh, none of them uh, requires uh, surgery. So. Uh, maybe because the the, the age or uh, it, it was not so painful. And uh, I uh, probably it's uh, very interesting is 
in uh, more or less is your in your case uh, serious as uh, around the uh, 80% is type 1 and type 2 patients and uh, in the in this uh, but maybe i uh, uh, cannot find the results in this way uh, is the age difference between type 1 and two and uh, compared to type three and four uh, in your series to stay on this line, on the conservative line? Uh, uh, it, it was not the, the purpose of this study, but uh, I, I agree that uh, uh, depending on, on the fracture pattern uh, is, is more um, uh, different age groups. So, uh, for example, two-power fractures uh, with great dis um, displacement and normally a different age group than three-power valgus fracture. But it was not the purpose. It was more than uh, thinking uh, of any time that you decide a conservative treatment, can you uh, do a short period of immobilization? And, th and that, that's it. Uh, maybe my last question in this uh, last uh, two minutes is, uh, uh, is uh, the soft tissue coverage for the fractures is very important. Uh, do you think this the uh, uh, except the X-ray any or CT? Do you need any also any MRI to check the soft tissue coverage, including the rotator cuff, to stay conservative or for your decision conservative for surgery, or is not necessary? We don't do it routinely, uh, and, and um, moreover, I think that if there's a, a great displacement, probably it's because the cough is okay and, and pushes the, 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 the fragment uh, in, in the direction of, uh, of the tendon. So um, in my uh, experience, uh, after doing surgery, and in very, very few cases, I found a poor cough. Uh, and in proximal humeral fractures. So I, I don't think there's really a need to do an MRI for that. And, and moreover, just by doing a CT scan, you can also uh, examine the muscles and, and, and everything. Yeah, thank you. My last word is, this is great, really great study and the congratulations and the really, it will be, it's really uh, change the game, it's for the game changer uh, in the next future. Uh, if you uh, uh, publish this, and I'm sure you will publish this. And uh, I think it's a very important not to stay longer in the older person, especially in the uncomfortable slings and etc., because it doesn't change anything. Thank you so much. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much, Carlos. And uh, I was wondering whether your patients, uh, the one-week group versus three-weeks group, who did like it more, the one-weekers or the three-weekers? How did they like it? Uh, we did not uh, did at the end a satisfaction um, uh, questionnaire because I think that satisfaction questionnaires depend on, on, on several different things. So uh, the thing is that uh, probably the pain is the most relevant score that you can record. And one impressive thing is that at, at one year, uh, they almost have no pain. Uh, uh, the pain scale is, is below one in a 10-grade uh, scale. That means that even this displaced 
fractures do well after one year. So uh, I think that this is really good. Yeah, wonderful. So thank you very much for explanation of your uh, study. And I think we will hear much more about uh, conservative treatments of humeral fractures. And as we have seen now with your study, uh, Carlos, that one week is enough. And um, so I'm thinking about changing some protocols in my department as well. So thank you very much for this study. Mehmet, thank you very much for co-operating this. And um, I hope you have a good time. And I hope to see you both soon in life and in person one, one day in the future. Hopefully. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. Me too. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank so bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a nice evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. So Robert, will you go for one week? Will you try it? Uh, maybe, maybe I. Well, I think I, I, I have to go down slowly. Uh, maybe I just go down to five weeks, four weeks, three weeks, and at the end, I will end up with one week. But you know, I. I really do have to reconsider. That's true. I always was thinking, well, six weeks, we need six weeks because we have secondary displacement and the bonus week. And most of them are elderly ladies with uh, osteoporosis. And what do you do if you get a dislocation after, let's say, one and a half or two weeks, then you have to do surgery and then it's not as good as it would be fresh. So why did you, why did you let this old lady go and don't give her immobilization? But At the end, I think I think I can reduce. And you? I give it a try. I think I'll select what type of patients would benefit from this uh, early sling discontinuation. It would be interesting to see some bigger number of studies with three to four part fractures. Uh, but definitely, it's food for thoughts. With the rotator cuffs, we do this a lot. Uh, well, my friend Alex Lederman showed that no sling works for the rotator cuff, so why not for, I mean, stable conservative fractures? Yes, I totally agree. And sometimes, even today, you know, today I had a patient, elderly lady, with a four-part dislocated fracture in virus uh, position, and ah, uh, the 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 complete head was was off, so high risk of uh, necrosis and. We were thinking, okay, we have to do a fracture reverse. But she was so sick and she had trouble with her heart. And um, they decided against surgery. And today, she was there to follow up three months after the fracture, perfectly healed, mm. still in a virus with a beautiful function. As long as they're pain-free and they become functional, Regardless of displacement, most of them can achieve a satisfactory function. So yes. that's another open debate. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. And I think the immobilization in conservative, uh, conservatively treated fractures also belongs into this debate as to whether how long we should really do immobilization and not. So many thanks again to the author to, of the authors of this uh, beautiful study, which can help us to improve uh, outcomes and functions in this type of patients. So thank you very much.
This was the podcast on the study one or three weeks immobilization period in proximal humerus fractures conservatively treated prospective randomized study from Spain with the senior author Carlos Torrens and my co-moderator Mehmet Demirhan from Turkey. Many thanks for listening. My name is Robert Hudek and I was together today with Gregory Cunningham. 